The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me for the show today, for being present with me. I'm Diane Ray, and my guest today, I'm really happy that she was able to take the time and join me. So you may have heard about this event, Celebrate Your Life. What is it? Well, Celebrate Your Life for over 22 years has been the premier spiritual talk event. And Liz Dawn is the master, the puppet master behind the scenes. For over 22 years, Liz and her team have been producing these series of life-changing events featuring the best spiritual teachers, authors, and speakers of our time. People travel from all over the world to attend these events, and many times the experience is transformational. And people often hear the message that they're supposed to hear to enable them to take action and to leave that stagnant job or take another look at their relationships. And they start to make changes as a result of going to one of these events. They're really incredible. So I'm really happy that Liz could talk to us today about her journey with Celebrate Your Life. So Liz, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on the show, Diane. Hi, everyone. Well, this is so fun to talk about because Celebrate Your Life has been around for so long and just has been able to bring incredible messages of inspiration to people through all of the amazing speakers that you present there. Now, these events, you started with your mother, Ariel Wolf, and you created Mishka Productions. And your mom has since passed, but her spirit lives on, and you say she's present at every Celebrate Your Life event. So this has really been a labor of love for you, right, over all these years? Absolutely. And I truly just fell into this work. It's, it's something that my, it's my soul's calling. And the universe said, okay, you're not going to be an actress any longer because I was an actress in, in a previous life, right? Many, many years ago. The universe said, uh, 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 you're going to do something totally different. And here I am behind the scenes producing and creating these magical programs. And we truly bring together what you had stated. It's like a stellar lineup of, I think, the world's greatest spiritual visionaries and teachers. And the magic truly happens in the room. I mean, I love all the online programs. I think they're fantastic. And for me and for like thousands of people all over the world or hundreds of thousands, they still love that connection. There's nothing like the magic that happens at a Celebrate Your Life event. You know, when you've got an event filled with Marion Williamson and Michael Beckwith and Joe Dispenza and Carolyn Mace and Greg Braden and Lisa Williams and Neil Donald Walsh, and I mean, the list just goes on when you're in, kind of cocooned and immersed in that energy. There's just nothing like it. Transformation happens. Healing happens. And there really is something about being there at an event. And like you said, there's so many online courses that are available today. I mean, my Facebook feed is like crowded with them. And and those are all great. And they have a lot of value for people that have to study at home or you just can't get out there. But if you have the opportunity and you can be in the room with all of those people, there really is something about that energy of being with a group of like-minded people and 
you know, you're all kind of hit with the lightning bolt, you know, at the same time. So Absolutely. it really why, it is amazing. Yeah. yeah, and that's why my mom and I created it. So we literally created Mishka Productions. Mishka, who, by the way, was our family dog, and she had passed away. And I was in the process of creating this, very accidentally creating this company, and didn't know what to name it, and there we go. It's in honor of this beautiful beam of light, our dog, our family, dog Mishka. That's and so, so cute. From Mishka, uh, yeah, you know what? She was just this white, beautiful, looked like a white wolf. I'm, I'm an and, animal lover. I know, right? I mean, who is it, really? So we created Mishka Productions, and then we created Celebrate Your Life events. Is What we're really known for is our Celebrate Your Life conference, our retreat, and all of our other programs. We also do an international women's summit. So my mom and I literally created the company with a phone line in her dining room on this old rickety desk. We had no idea we were creating a company. She was a former classical pianist turned psychotherapist, and my acting career was kind of falling apart at the seams. And I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I was 32 years old at a crossroads and thought what the only thing I knew how to do was be on stage, was to be a, an actress. That's the only thing I'd ever studied and what I'd been doing professionally for 15 years. So my life kind of fell apart. I looked at my mom and said, you know, what am I going to do now? And she had a friend that owned a spiritual bookstore. You know, and this is back in the 90s when you know, all of these messages were not as prolific, but we were all, I, I'd always been studying like Ram Dass and Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel's book and, and teachings like that. So when it came to, you know, what am I going to do next? I went to work in this bookstore for $4.50 an hour. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and the woman turned to me one day and said, there's this book that I think is going to be really like well-received. I love the book. This guy handed, handed it to me out of the trunk of his car, and I'd like to do an event with him. And I'd had some past event experience. And so I said, sure, I'll do the event. Well, the book, this is 1994, the book was The Celestine Prophecy. Right, <laughs> James Ratzinger. Exactly. If you're not familiar with the Celestine Prophecy, it was one of the first books alongside Conversations with God that broke publishing industry records. Those two books were the longest-running books published on the New York Times bestseller list. And I think Celestine was out there for, I don't know, um, I want to say at least three years, three to four years running. And, of course, millions of copies were sold. Well, James at the time was selling the book out and just basically giving it away out of the trunk of his car and selling it from the trunk of his car. And he had just signed a contract with Time Warner, who was the publishing company of all of these books at the time. And so Time Warner picked it up, and we got a hold of James just as it, was, as it started to hit the New York Times bestseller list. We had him in for a lecture. And there was standing room only. I mean, about 1,500 to 1,600 people. People were begging me just to come and stand in the room. <laughs> and the fire marshals walking around like we're exceeding capacity. And it was just an explosion. So after that, I, I had, uh, you know, since stopped working at the bookstore and I was on to something else and I was ready to go back to L.A. And James's wife, Sally, called me. 
and said, Time Warner just published my meditations, the Celestine Meditations. Would you do an event for me? And I looked at my mom and I said, well, I, I don't have any money and I don't know what I'm doing. And my mom said, listen, I'll loan you $1,500. We'll set up a phone line here in the house. I'll get you a little computer and let's just do the event. I said, okay, what the heck? I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. So I went to go place an ad in the local newspaper, and the man said to me, well, what's the name of your company? And I said, company? I said, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> so we had just put our family dog you know, to sleep, sadly. And I said to my mom, I think I want to honor Mishka. And I said, why don't we just, I mean, we're not really forming a company. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no business background at all. No business background. And I said, well, let's just honor Mishka and call it Mishka Productions. So I placed the ad in the newspaper. And at this time, email was not a happening thing. This was 1995. And I just put it out there. And again, standing room only. But what happened in the space to me was really magical. I started to get these letters from people about how much that experience, that one experience you know, in the room with James Redfield, in the room with Sally Redfield, how it changed their life. And I thought, wow, this is really, this is amazing. Because, it, of course, it, it rang true to my soul, to my heart. I loved putting the programs together. And then <laughs> a, f- a friend of mine called me and said, you know, Carlos Castaneda is making live appearances. Now, if, you, if you're not familiar with who Carlos Castaneda was, he was this very elusive, mystical, you know, man who did all these um, teachings, you know, journey to Ixtapan and all these magical teachings. And I thought, wow, Carlos Castaneda. Now, I had no business background. I, had, I hadn't even been set up to take credit cards. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. But I called their office and I said, hi, I'd like to produce an event with Carlos Castaneda. <laughs> That's great. I, I love that. I mean, I mean, I love Carlos Castaneda. I mean, the fact that you were able to put him on stage. I mean, he's, you know, those books are legendary. Like people cite those as life changers. <laughs> That's exactly. incredible. And they said, yes. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. The universe just said yes to another event. <laughs> and I'm still thinking, okay, I'm still going back to L.A., right? I was actually, I had moved from L.A. to Scottsdale where my mom was, to Scottsdale, Arizona. And I said, yes, and again, sold out. And during this time period, again, Time Warner Publishing was the number one publishing for all of these books. And they came to me and said, well, we've got some other speakers we'd like for you to do events with. And that's how how I met several of the other speakers. And then one day I was doing another event for Carlos Castaneda and I got a phone call. And my mom had answered the phone, and I could see she was, like, all excited. And she turned to me, she put the person on hold, and she said, Liz, it's Wayne Dyer, and he wants to talk to someone about Carlos Castaneda. I think you should talk to him. And I looked at her, and I said, who's Wayne Dyer? That's great. I had no idea who Wayne was, because 
my orientation was a little bit different into spirituality, and it was Carlos Castaneda, it was Ram Das, it was Pat Rodegast who wrote Emmanuel's book, it was a lot of different, you know, the life and teaching, the masters of the Far East. So my orientation was a little bit different. So I didn't know who White Dyer was, and this was, I want to say this was 97. So I get on the phone, and this booming voice, hi, it's Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I said, hi, I'm Liz Dawn. <laughs> That's having funny. no idea who he was. And my mother's in the background going, he's really big, he's really big. So I had this great conversation with this Dr. Wayne Dyer, and that's how I met Wayne Dyer. <laughs> I'm thinking of the timing was, I mean, that was after your erroneous zones, right? I think was that was, in, that was in the 80s, mm-hmm. yeah. So he he had been out there for a little while, but still was not, uh, you know, the known name that, that he became, you know, years it, later. It, what, he wasn't as known in the spiritual industry. At that time, he was known more in personal development, you know, and then, of course, we just started meeting people. I mean, at the time, Doreen Virtue literally fell into our laps and, um, you know, so many speakers, Marianne Williamson and Deepak Chopra. And it really, it was one of these experiences where, and I'm not saying it, it wasn't, you know, it was all like light and love and peace and joy. There were times when it was extremely challenging. Like I had to learn how to you know, do my own publicity. I had to learn how to do marketing. I had to learn how to take credit cards. I had to learn how to use a computer, for goodness sakes, where, you know, that was not a part of my theater training. <laughs> That's so, so funny. I, I really... love this. I, I yeah, mean, I love so the story to... because your your mom really kind of brought you into into the business, and then you had to learn all these new things. Well, I had actually kind of started it with that one event with James Redfield, but my mom, when I was growing up, she was a single mom, and she was teaching music at the time, and she was a fantastic classical pianist. And during the summers, in order to put food on the table, you know, she had to keep you know rent over our heads, and we grew up in New York, if you couldn't tell. And she was a director of a summer camp for like 16 years. And in back east, when you go to camp, it's for eight weeks. So she was the director of this camp in Connecticut during the summers. So she understood how to organize, you know, two or three hundred campers and, you know, a hundred or so counselors and put everybody into place and make, make it work. So when, so when I did the first event, she said, oh, let me help you with the ticket sales. I said, okay. <laughs> and then the next program I did was the Carlos Castaneda. And she said, well, let me just help you figure out how people can pick up their tickets and how we coordinate this. I said, okay, great, because I don't know how to do that. I knew how to, like, get the word out there intuitively. And I, I don't know how I knew that. Um, and we just sort of fell into being this amazing team together. How and great that you amazing. can share that, though, you know, to share that experience with your mom. I mean, was and that again, was that challenging, the relationship, or was it just kind of a natural because well, not everybody has such a great relationship with their mom, you know. Absolutely, so and I'm, we had to I'm work, jealous of that. Yeah. Well, I, I know a lot of people say to me, "Well, how are you working with your mom?" And I'm so envious. You have such a great relationship. It was rocky growing up. I mean, my mom had been married, um, you know, three times, and and each father was worse than the next. And so we had to work through a, after her last divorce. I think I was 25 at the time. After that last divorce. We had to work through a lot of stuff together. I mean, and she was the kind of woman 
that, I mean, after that last marriage ended, she was the kind of woman that just started to embark on a lot of intensive personal development and personal growth, and she actually became a psychotherapist as a result. So she was willing to sit on the mat with me. She was willing to go into a therapist's office, office and hammer things out with me. And I was very angry, you know, because of, of all this, you know, garbage we'd been through, uh, you know, as kids. And we were able to hammer it out. We were able to work things out. So when it came to being in business together, you know, there were certain things we still had to discuss. We still had to talk about, you know, I've got a big personality and I had to learn how to, um, you know, not kind of roll over my mom on decisions, which there were many times that I did. And I had to learn not to do that. I had to learn how to be respectful. You know, when she was more of an intellect, she was a brilliant, brilliant woman. And she had to kind of meet me sort of halfway emotionally. Um, and I needed to do some negotiating in terms of, of the way we interacted together. Absolutely. I had to learn really how to be, you know, more respectful, you know, more honoring of her needs and who she was in the world. And again, a brilliant woman and a brilliant spiritual teacher. She was my, really my first spiritual teacher ever. When I was 16, she had me meditating and taking spirulina. I mean, this is, you know, (laughs) back in the 70s. That's great. She was a wild mom, kind of a hippie mom. So, yes, it, there were challenges that we definitely had to work through. And then it just blossomed into this this company. And we were known as the mother-daughter team. It's like, oh, you know, Liz and her mom and Arielle and her daughter. You know? That's great. And so, you, yeah. you know, you started um, with Humble Beginnings, you know, with one author, uh, you know, single kind of author events. And so what was the next step, you know, when it became Celebrate Your Life? When did that happen? Well, our first ever Celebrate Your Life event or ever conference, and let me tell you, no one was really out there doing this kind of thing at this time. I think there were one or two conferences in the country. I think Omega Institute had done it, and that was it, and we were it. So in 2002, we decided to create this conference called Celebrate Your Life, and it was really Honestly, it was one of our speakers, we were having lunch with him one day, and he said, you know, why don't you just do a big conference and bring everybody together? So we decided to do that, and all of a sudden, we had a packed house. We had had the late and great Sylvia Brown was one of our keynotes. Carolyn Mace was there. Doreen Virtue was there. Um... Oh my goodness! Oh, I'm going way back. Neil Donald yeah, Walsh this, was there. Yeah, this was the, so the first event. event. All those first, people. Well, this the was the first, first celebrate your life. So for right, '95 right. to 2002, we were doing one event a month. You know, so one month we'd bring in Wayne for a workshop. Next month it might be Greg Braden. Next month it might be Neil Donald Walsh. Another month it might have been Cheryl Richardson or Carolyn Mace. So we did that from '95 to '02, and then in '02 we created the Celebrate Your Life conference, and we just brought together about 20 of these great spiritual visionaries for one amazing event. And so we did that in Arizona from 2002 until I want to say 2006. And we did other events as well. We still did our, you know, smaller programs, but the, but celebrate your life became so popular. We sold out every single event. And so we opened up another city and we were doing, Chicago for many years. So we do Chicago and Arizona and then other smaller events throughout the year. And 
this past year, we did, um, what did we do this year? We did, <laughs> we did four different programs, and under the umbrella of Celebrate Your Life events, We've done things like the International Women's Summit, and we continue to do the Celebrate Your Life Conference, and then we also have a Celebrate Your Life Retreat, because people started to say, you know, we'd like to do something in, in some sacred places, so we do a Celebrate Your Life Sedona Retreat. We also just did something up in the Pacific Northwest, and it's a smaller, more intimate program where we just did something in, at Skamania Lodge, and nobody's ever heard of it, but it's this magnificent lodge overlooking the Columbia River, and we did a program with Dr. Joe Dispenza and Carolyn Mace and Denise Lynn and Neil Donald Walsh and Greg Brayton. <laughs> I mean, it's really the place to see the who's who of the spiritual community in one place at one time. So and in your, that brings in us up to... Yeah, bring, well, bringing us up to today, today I was just yeah. going to say, in, in, you know, in your experience, like looking back over the 20 years, do you think people now, because I've, I've heard from various authors, different people over the past few years, that they, they feel that there's kind of a ripple or a shift or an awakening happening right now. And I was just wondering what you thought about that. Do you think that are people becoming more aware? Is there more of a hunger for this kind of material now have you, have you noticed absolutely and it's gone in waves so what's happened now is i'm seeing a lot i'm seeing the demographic change a little, a little bit and we've got a lot of the younger generation coming in a lot of millennials if you will really seeking to better understand i, I feel like they're more thoughtful than i was at that age and they're seeking to better understand what's going on with their lives, what's happening, you know, what's the reason for this. I'm feeling as if people are, deep, you know, wanting to dive deeper, which is why one of the reasons we created the, one of our intensive retreat programs. I'm finding that especially when people come to our events live and in person, it's, it's, there's a shift that happens that I'm sorry, no matter how many online courses you do, it just does not happen online the way it does live in person. And I'm not trying to say, you know, one is better than the other. It's just, it's a different experience when you come together in community. It's interesting because I, I've been doing a lot of meditating and I do some of Joe Dispenza's meditation. I said to him, because he did a meditation at the event, I said to him, why did I go so much deeper? He said, because it's the collective energy of everybody being together. He said, Liz, you of all people should know this, <laughs> that the magic really happens in the room. You know, when we're coming together, the transformation really, really happens when you're there live in person. So I'm seeing a lot more people excited to come to live programs. We did a, an event that we've never done before. We did it last year called the International Women's Summit. And what, what we saw was a lot of people who have never, ever been to events before wouldn't have the courage to step out stepped out of their comfort zone and they're coming to these programs because they're seeking and it's half the magic is the speakers and honestly the other half is the soul tribe connection that's so true well you call these soul fests the events yes it's true because they are i love that one of the the best comments i ever got from attendee was liz she said she looked at me and said liz dawn because you followed your soul's passion, you have changed the, tra I love this word, changed 
the trajectory of my life. And I wow. just started bawling. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's why I do what I do. Well, I can totally agree with you on that feeling. I mean, I've been at events and there really is something powerful about seeing someone who you know probably in their regular life would never get up in front of a crowd of people, let alone strangers, and be real and and raw and maybe admit something to everybody and maybe to themselves for the first time and just you see these transformations and people kind of crack open. And it it's I've seen some amazing amazing things. And I will be coming to one of your events <laughs> coming up. Yes, you have to come this November. You've got to come this November to celebrate your life. You're you're there. You're absolutely there, Diane. <laughs> oh, it's it's incredible. And and just to see those transformations take place. And then the feedback that you get, like you were just describing of people saying you know, your, their life, their lives have been changed, you know, I mean, how, I bet you never get sick of that, right? How could you well, ever get tired of people telling you that? Honestly, that's my why. That is my why. When I start getting challenged, because listen, I'm running a business and there are times when it's really difficult. There are times when I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to make budget? Oh my goodness. Did I overextend myself? Oh my gosh. And of course I calm myself down. But one of the things that I do, this is going to sound so dorky, I have thousands and thousands of emails, like feedback forms and, and surveys that we send out to people because we always want to know how to improve upon, you know, what we're doing. And I sit and I read them and I go through them and I think, okay, this is my why. I have to keep continuously, not continuously, but when I'm in that space, continue to remind myself, this is my why. This is my why. I had another woman who just wrote me. Her name's Laura. Laura Barron just wrote me and said to me that she's never, ever been to a program like this. She'd been an introvert all of her life. She was so frightened to come to something like this, and this opened her up. It opened her up to the possibility that she could feel more comfortable in, in her skin and sit and talk to somebody else you know, that might be going through the same issue that she is, that, you know, find some type of a healing and, and the delight at the end of the tunnel for whatever, you know, pain and challenges that she's been going through. And again, half of it happens on the stage with the speakers, and the other half is truly connecting with like-minded people, is connecting with a soul tribe. And that's, that's one of the reasons we created the Women's Summit, you know, because, you know, Last year, there were some challenges in the world going on with women's issues and things like that, and we felt it's time to come together as one, as a, communi- as a community, as you know, enlightenment and stop the divisiveness. And right. that's really what, what our events are, are about. We come well, together well, hold, as a community. Hold that thought, because I want to talk more about the Women's Summit and also the upcoming event that's happening in Phoenix. So we're just going to take a short break. We'll be right back. I'm Diane Ray talking with Liz Dawn of Celebrate Your Life. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, 
please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. God is extravagant supply. Get that, extravagant. God is extravagant supply. He brings forth the best robe. He spreads a banquet table, as we saw last night, with good things on which we may feast. He overflows our cup. He opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing. And then this is what that Unity Correspondence Course said. Why are you satisfied with such meager living when you may have so much? To find out more about Unity teachings, visit unity.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 816-969-2000. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment. Unity founder Charles Fillmore is quoted as saying, Here is a mental treatment guaranteed to cure every ill. Sit for half an hour every night and mentally forgive everyone against whom you have any ill will. The act of forgiveness is powerful medicine. Is there someone in your life that you can work on forgiving? Try this exercise tonight. To forgive is to set yourself free. Find out more about Unity at unity.org. Would you like to experience more peace and joy in your life through A Course in Miracles? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley support you in discovering the powerful life lessons available through this unique spiritual thought system that teaches the way to love and peace is through forgiveness. Join Jennifer every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, to experience the healing for yourself on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Diane Ray. This is Be Present, and I'm so glad that you could come back for the second segment here. I've been talking with Liz Dawn, and she's the founder and creator of Celebrate Your Life, an amazing series of events that Liz has been doing for the past 22 years, presenting the best spiritual teachers, authors, and speakers of our time. These weekends are just absolutely transformational and life-changing. And right before the break, Liz, we were just talking about the Women's Summit that you're going to be working on. And is this kind of a, a direction that you're going to be going into with Celebrate Your Life in the future, you know, doing maybe different, more specialized events? Or tell me a little bit about this upcoming summit. Okay. So in 2017, you know, there was a lot of heavy 
things going on in the in the world, I think, and especially in our country in 2016 and 17. And I really felt a calling. And this was really one of my mom's visions as well. My mom, when she was a psychotherapist, she worked specifically with women and women in trauma. And it was always a vision of hers to do a women's summit. And I, I started to meditate on this, and it kept coming to me. I kept hearing my mom's voice, Elizabeth, you have to do a women's summit. You've got to do a women's summit. So 2017 was the first year that we kicked off the International Women's Summit. And I was really surprised at how many women from all over the world flew in for it. It was, it was such a shock to me because they were women that had never done anything like this before. They were single moms. They were moms, you know, stay-at-home moms that had never, ever would, you know, dream of doing things like this ever, ever in the past. And they just felt a calling to it. And so from that program, our feedback was so phenomenal. And it just, it's one of those programs that really, really touched my heart. It was one of these things I thought, okay, I'm just going to do one of them. And I'm going to go back to, of course, doing spiritual authors, which I've been doing and which I will always continue to do, our regular Celebrate Your Life conferences and retreats. But I felt like this was really under the umbrella of what we call our Celebrate Your Life events because it was such a joy-filled and transformational program. We had Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, Glennon Doyle Melton, who wrote Love Warrior, Colette Baron-Reed was also there. We had Lisa Ling from CNN and Melissa Harris-Perry from MSNBC and Erin Brockovich, of course. Of course, everyone knows who Erin Brockovich is. So we had this gathering of women who really brought together this amazing group of women that traveled to see them. So we decided we're going to do it again in 2019. We're doing it very synchronistically. And this actually, Elizabeth Gilbert and I talked about this. We wanted to do it on the same weekend as International Women's Day. She was so excited about the program that she said, yes, let's do it again. (laughs) So we're doing another International Women's Summit on March 7th through 10th, 2019. And that will take place again in Phoenix, Arizona. Elizabeth Gilbert will be there. Glennon Doyle Milton. Again, she's all over Oprah, and she writes for O Magazine. And Cheryl Strayed. She's new to the program. Cheryl Strayed wrote the best-selling book, Wild. And if you're familiar with the film, Wild with Reese Witherspoon. Yes, so she will be there as well. And Lisa Nichols, who's the CEO of Motivating Motivating the Masses. She was in the movie The Secret. So we've got a really great lineup coming. And again, it brings out a different type of person. The people that are called to the Women's Summit seem to be women that are you know, hardworking women or they're, you know, they're stay-at-home moms and they're looking at their lives going, I need some support and some love. So we're bringing that together again in 2019 and I'm very excited about it. Well, that sounds like an incredible event. And I love how you've brought people from different uh, paths, you know, different careers so that they can share their experience of being a, you know, woman in the world. And, you know, we're, we're really, there's, almost like what was happening in the 70s with women becoming aware of the power that they had. And I see, you know, there's another shift obviously happening now where people are not putting up with the same treatment that they had before. Women are not 
just sitting back and, and being quiet, you know, they're actually coming up, coming out and speaking out. And, you know, it's just really amazing to watch. So this event is, is really going to be special and people can always yeah. go to your website and find out more about that as well. And, you know, just speaking about women in business. though, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit, you know, women that come to that women's summit, I'm sure a lot of them will be thinking about, you know, okay, I've had it with what I'm doing. I want to start something what would your advice be to that woman that comes to the summit and is looking for that inspiration and the the strength to overcome her fear to do something different? Wow. Well, here's here's what I can tell you. Like without fail, within the first thirty seconds when you walk in into the summit, you will be greeted with open arms. Our staff is extremely, extremely open-hearted and welcoming. You'll meet people right away at that first keynote session. We start it actually on a Thursday night, and we go through on Sunday, and you will meet people right away. I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of stories I have just sitting like in my email inbox just about the transformation that happens, how they met people, how they connected people. Best friends have, have met at our events. Even people have like met and become involved like in a relationship <laughs> an intimate relationship so it's really just allow yourself to be open you know reach out to something we always do with our events which really helps tremendously when you sign up for an event you automatically get invited to be a part of a private online facebook group and people start to get to know one another because we want people to connect even before you walk into the space so people get to know each other, where they're from, what their vision is. They kind of find friends. They, they share rides to the event if they're flying in from the airport. I mean, that happens, like, all the time. Yeah. So we make sure to create community even prior to stepping in the door. Well, that's going to be an amazing event, the Women's Summit. And that's coming up 2019 in March, you said, right? Yeah, March 7th through the 10th, and they can get information on our website at celebrateyourlife.org. Don't forget that, .org. So celebrateyourlife.org, and all the information will be listed on there, as well as our Phoenix event that's coming up in November. Well, that was the next one I was going to ask you about. I was doing this sweet segue (laughs) into the Phoenix event. So that is coming up. People can still attend this event. It's not that far away. So November 2nd through the 4th in Phoenix. So tell us the lineup of this one. I mean, people can go to the site, but it's just, I was looking at the lineup and like, this is amazing. I mean, you got every. Can I tell you, this is the dream team of the spiritual visionaries and community of of our lifetime. I mean, this is an amazing program. Okay. Marion Williamson, Michael Bernard Beckwith, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Carolyn Mace is going to be there, Greg Braden, Neil Donald Walsh, James Redfield. It's the 25th anniversary of the Celestine Prophecy, Anita Morjani, Panash Desai, James Twyman, Dr. Sue Mortar, and we have a special, and Denise Lynn, of course, Denise, I love Denise. We have a special presentation of the three mediums, and that's John Holland, Colette Baron-Reed, and Lisa Williams will be doing a special presentation on that Saturday night and Sunny Dawn Johnston will be there. I mean, it's just an amazing lineup. There's so many speakers. I can't even name them all. That's and incredible. Again, like the yeah, best of the best, you know, you really, know. you really get the top, you know, teachers 
and and speakers and authors. I mean, that's an amazing lineup. And just the the three mediums that is going to be, you know, what energy is going to fly around that room? I mean, I've I've seen uh, John and Colette both do what they do, and they are incredible. It's and then when amazing. you get Lisa in the mix, it's it's yeah. really it's a kick <laughs> because they're such dear friends and they adore each other. And then working together, I mean, it's it's really fun watching them do readings together. That's incredible. So you yeah. make it a, a point to, so you cover, but I like how they're, they're diverse. You know, you've got uh, spiritual teachers, you know, Michael Bernard Beckwith uh, is incredible. And then also, you know, some, some spiritualism, you know, you've got the mediums, um, people talking about uh, personal growth. So there's like, there's really something for everybody, I guess is, is Absolutely. what I'm saying. You know, whatever you're looking to explore, it, it will be there. So great. So can you tell us a, a cool story from one of the events? Like, not that you have to dish any dirt or anything like that. You know, I don't want to put you on the spot. But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, just in doing these over the years, there must have been, you know, some crazy thing that happened or a, a funny event with one of the one of the speakers that you could share. You know, we won't embarrass him. Okay. <laughs> well, the, you, I'll embarrass myself. How's that? Okay. I'll tell you embarrassing, really, really embarrassing story. So this was in the early years, and in the early years, I was doing a lot of the hands-on. I didn't have um, as you know large of a staff as we have now, and I so I was doing everything. I was making sure that the speakers, you know, got to the hotel on time. I was making sure that they got picked up on time. I was making sure that their limo, their cars were there, the car service was there, trying to get. And one of the things I always have done from the beginning is that we assign a speaker assistant to every single presenter. So, for instance, when John Holland comes to be with us, he will be assigned a Mishka staff member to be his assistant for the weekend or any of the speakers when they come in. So this was an an event. It was early on. I think it must have been 2004 or 2005. And Deepak Chopra was one of our keynote presenters. (laughs) And I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I was running around in a million different directions and, and making sure people were getting cars and, and getting from the airport and transportation was good. And so I was running around like a chicken without my head cut off, right? And I see Deepak standing outside the hotel with his speaker assistant, his Mishka staff member. And I said, what's going on here? And the speaker assistant says, well, we're waiting for a car. And in my mind, all I could think of is they're waiting for a car to get to the airport, right? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I I have to get you a car. And so I'm trying to signal people and get a car to them. And I said, we're going to get you to the airport on time, Deepak. Don't worry about it. And he looks at me in his very Deepak way, right? And he takes a breath and he says, in his beautiful accent, right? And he says, well, Liz, don't you want me to do my presentation first before you send me back to the airport? And I just started laughing. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. They were just waiting for a car to go to dinner. (laughs) That's funny. And so you're ready to shuttle them back to the airport. And he said, it's so common because, well, don't you want me to do my presentation first? (laughs) Isn't that why you got me here? (laughs) He he has a great sense of humor, though, don't you think, Deepak? Oh, yes, he does. Yes, that was the year he showed up in his red sparkly glasses with his red sparkle sneakers on and yes 
he, and he was so common centered. And of course, I was completely embarrassed, and we all just started laughing. <laughs> That's funny. So, I mean, even in, over all this time, was there anything or anyone that, you know, was really difficult? And you know, like how how would you handle that situation? And don't, well, and don't say anybody who was, but just because that's <laughs> got to be tough. Like if you're backstage and, you know, something's going on and you don't want people in the front, you know, the audience to find out anything that's happening in the back, you know, like how, how do yeah. you manage those situations? Well, um, I actually had a speaker once a very long time ago, um, unable to go on stage. And I had to... And he, there were about 250 people in the audience, 200 in, in his in their particular workshop, and I did have to find a backup speaker at literally the last hour before this other speaker was supposed to go on stage, and so I had to scramble to find somebody else, and I did, and they were extremely willing to step in. And the workshop went very well, and of course, I had to um, handle that as gracefully as we could, just basically, right. you know, share this person is ill, and that was the case, so we had to find somebody. And sometimes <laughs> you have to, to make way. that decision, right? Like, you have to make those kind of calls and say, okay, I'm going to do this, and then you have to spring into action, make some phone calls real quick, you know, so it can be really a, exactly. a high-stress-level situation. Yes, just a little bit. And it was, you know, very, very sadly, and I'll bring up Wayne again. Um, it was very sad, of course, when, when Wayne passed. We were all in such shock. And he was slated to, Wayne was a, we worked with Wayne Dyer for 16 years. And he was a regular presenter at all of our Phoenix Celebrate Your Life conferences. He was there every year like clockwork. And 2015 was um, the same. He was he was slated to be there for the 2015 event, and it was our 20th anniversary. We were making a big deal, and we were doing all these great things. And as the story goes, you know, he transitioned that August, on August 31st or August 30th, and he passed away very suddenly. And, of course, we started getting phone calls. And not only were we dealing with the attendees, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And and then panicking because everybody wanted to see Wayne. But there was a tremendous amount of grief and loss that we were dealing with. And so we had to manage that, again, as gracefully as, as we possibly could. We um, immediately, it, it wasn't even without question, we created a tribute that was only supposed to be two hours that went for three hours. And we created a tribute in place of Wayne being there. And Marianne spoke and Anita Morjani spoke. She had just gotten through spending two weeks with him, traveling with Wayne. And we made these beautiful love hats in honor of Wayne, you know, his cute little berets that he used to wear. And it was just everybody had a, a love hat on. And it, it was it was really beautiful, but that was certainly something that was extremely unexpected and um, truly wanted to honor his legacy and pay tribute to, you know, such a great, great man in millions of people's lives. And we oh, absolutely. Yes. I, I feel I, his I miss presence. Him. I have, I, I have his <laughs> I do presence too. every time at the Phoenix event. I feel his presence there. He's like whispering in my ear as, as is my mom. So. 
he was just such an amazing teacher. And, you know, you were so blessed to, to work with him all those years, um, as was I for, for many years. And um, I still remember things that he would say, advice or, you know, quotes or something like that. And it just will kind of pop into your head. And it's, uh, you know, he left us such a, a beautiful legacy. And I'm so happy that as speaking of Wayne, and as we're going to wrap up our conversation today, that you are giving us to air a uh, excerpt from one of Wayne's lectures that we're going to play. And can you tell me a little bit about this, this lecture that we're going to hear? or the piece of what yeah. we're going to hear? Well, this is all about the art of manifestation. And there was no one better than Wayne at teaching the art of manifestation and getting out of our egos. And this is a beautiful excerpt that you're going to hear, you know, all about the art of manifestation. And again, just when you're listening to it, I just want to share with your listeners, really open your heart and mind, close your eyes, and picture Wayne right in front of you sharing his wisdom because it's he's got some beautiful nuggets in this particular piece that you're going to hear. That's so perfect. What a great way to wrap. And thank you so much for being here today, Liz. It's been so fun to talk with you. And remember, Celebrate Your Life coming up November 2nd through the 4th in Phoenix, Arizona. Incredible all-star lineup of people at this event. Definitely life-changing. Go to celebrateyourlife.org to find out more. And Liz, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, what a pleasure. Thank you so much, Diane. I want to speak to you tonight about something that I call extraordinary awareness, higher consciousness. It's something that I believe is accessible, something I believe, I don't believe, I know is possible for any of us to put our attention on what we intend to manifest and create for ourselves in our life and attract it that the right people will show up, the right events will show up, <clears throat> the right uh, timing will be there, and, um, and you have that capacity within you, taking literally the words of Jesus, that even the least among you can do it all, just as, uh, as I do. And I call this extraordinary awareness. Now, the thing about extraordinary awareness is that it encompasses ordinary, that if you're going to get here, you go through here. That, um, and I think at this point in my life, I'm living there in a, in a very, very big way. Not better than anyone else. It's not about that at all. It's um, that I know that I'm not ordinary. I know who I am. And that means that I still fill out the forms. <laughs> and I have eight children, and I've made sure that they all are well taken care of and well provided for and given great guidance and I'm proud of every single one of them. Um, and, and I pay my taxes, big time. <laughs> I'm in that 1% <laughs> that everybody's all pissed off about. <laughs> beyond that, beyond this ordinariness is this distance between here and here. And in this distance between here and here, there is so much for, for you to become aware of and to practice and to live and to enjoy and to make a huge difference um, on this planet. 
And I think we as a people are going to have to do it. And that's why a gathering such as this is so important because um, we've got to reverse it. We've got to, I've just done a film called The Shift. How many have seen The Shift? Well, most of you have. Yeah, thank you uh, for that one clap. Um, <laughs> no, I love the film. And if you haven't seen it, I urge you to do it. But it's, it's a shift that I think really has to take place on a collective level. It's more than just individually we ch changing our awareness and attracting ourselves into our lives what we would like to create for ourselves, becoming the person, the people that we would like to be. It's, um, it's making a real dynamic shift. We have to take responsibility for it. I mean, today, a child being born in America uh, has a shorter life expectancy than its parents. First time it's ever happened in our history, ever. Imagine that. Anyway, so if we want to get to extraordinary consciousness, we have to do something different. One of the things I did on the PBS special, we created a street, and um, I started out with this. It was written by um, Portia Nelson. You may have heard this, but I love it, so I'm going to share it with you again. I've said it before. We were all at a conference many years ago. I got to know Portia quite well. She passed away about 10 years ago. Uh, and we were given these, these cards, these five-by-seven cards, and told that um, we should um, write down the five chapters of our life, but this is all you get. <clears throat> so don't use big print. <laughs> and you can't go on the other side. So you write the five chapters of your life up until right now. And everybody wrote out something in, you know, chapter one of my life, chapter two. But Portia was a poet, and this is what she wrote. She said, chapter one of my life, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault, and it takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two of my life. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. <laughs> I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. It isn't my fault. And it still takes a long time to get out. <laughs> Chapter three of my life. I walk down the same street. There's a, a deep hole there in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It's my own fault, and I get out immediately. Chapter four of my life. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it at last. <laughs> Chapter five of my life. I walk down another street. <laughs> Isn't that good? I love that. Thank you. So the whole theme of this uh, show, what we did is we filmed that entire process, and it was, it was an amazing event, and I want to share a little bit about it with you it, uh, because it really relates to what I'm spe speaking about here tonight with uh, extraordinary consciousness. I was, I was raised in foster homes and orphanages uh, until I was 10 or 11, and I, um, so I never had any like, Catholic training or Protestant training or Jewish training or anything like that. I just... Um, Wherever I would be living, that's what I was. <laughs> sort of the way it happened to you. <laughs> so 
all of the uh, the spiritual things that have come into my life um, have been just very fascinating to me. But I, it's what I was saying earlier, when these things start happening to you in your life, it's like if you can, in the present moment, begin to connect the dots and begin to see, like this book that I'm reading about time, um, it's, it's so fascinating to me because I just have a real strong sense. I remember when Arthur Miller was being asked the question, the great American playwright, and he was 91 years old in New York, and the Times asked him, are you working on another play? The guy's 91. And they're asking him, are you working on another play? And he said, um, I don't know. But he said, I probably am. I love that. I probably am because he just had an awareness that there's something bigger moving the pieces around and that he's not in charge of it. Uh, and I've always, not always, but I've come to know that, that if you've got dharma and you've got things that you came here to do and you signed up for it and it's like in your heart and you have that passion for it and you are, you're ignoring it or you've chosen ordinary and stayed with ordinary and said, this is good enough. But the, the thing in your heart that just keeps saying there's more to it, that's what we tried to show in the film, in the shift. But it's like that becomes um, that passion that you feel towards moving towards this calling that you have is really God. And it's, uh, it's, it's such an exciting kind of thing. I mean, it, it, makes, it just makes my heart leap with excitement that... Um, that I'm now paying attention. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.